You're listening to Strong Woman Radio, a sanctuary free of testosterone, save for a few special guests, where ladies who like to lift heavy things can chit-chat about the struggles and success that comes with being a woman in a man-dominated sport. We welcome all listeners of all sports, be it strongman, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, or more. Please send us your own inside girl jokes or questions if you'd like to submit one through the contact form on paleoparents.com. Simply click the podcast dropdown from the top right corner and submit a question or comment under the SWR tab. While you're at it, shop on the sidebar of our blog for our favorite products and recommended partners. Now, let's get to our fearless leaders, two competitive strong women athletes who earned their invites to nationals within the first year of training for the sport. Please remember, Stacey and Vivian's banter is often mindless and should never be taken for professional medical advice. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> uh, so apologize for my absence. I am a little bit exhausted we got real life paleo off to the printer yeah i saw it's exciting but then evidently after you upload to the printer you actually have a week to still make changes before it like you know they do proofs and all that kind of stuff and so it has been like every day is like the publisher that cried wolf like okay we're done no one more day okay we're done nope we're gonna with this one more thing this one more thing this one more thing so <laughs> yeah, I literally, I've just been going crazy for a really long time and I miss sleeping and I miss training. I miss training a lot. Um, but I'm really hoping that supposedly today is the actual day, <laughs> but who knows? So, um, yeah. And then on top of finishing a book, I went to Tampa for the weekend with okay. my mom to a tattoo convention because we're <laughs> crazy and like literally that's totally normal I printed <laughs> I printed out I my 432 page book and like brought it with me and edited it while I was on the plane there while I was waiting while my mom was getting tattooed while like on the way back just at least like, you had something to do while your mom was getting tattooed because that's not right. always the case <laughs> Yeah. Well, I like literally sat there. I didn't even start getting tattooed until 10, 15 PM. (laughs) It was, my body was like exhausted. So, um, it has been quite an interesting few weeks for me. So people have been asking when we're going to do another podcast. Oh, I know. Everyone's just like, I don't think anyone understands how busy the both of us are. I feel so badly. (laughs) And then I knew you were prepping to go to nationals. So I was like, okay, we have to do it Wednesday. And my publisher is like, well, we really need you tonight because it's the last day of the book. And I was like, well, you should have thought about that when you told me it was the last night of the book, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, because I made plans on Wednesday for an hour. So (laughs) you're just going to have to give me an hour. Just one. I won't take too much more than that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't perceive I will because I still need a pack. (laughs) And do your nails. And do my nails. But I think I'm going to do my nail. I'm going to bring my nail polish. I just need to know what colors to bring. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you're checking a bag. Yeah. Well, I'm not checking a bag, but I. What? How can you bring all your stuff? I'm magical. That's cray cray. <laughs> well, it's not going to be that long a trip. And like, really, if I can travel. My shoes like... and like, you know, belt alone would yeah, need I to know. be checked. It's going to be funny because I don't know how <laughs> the security thing is going to be. But, you know, it'll it'll work itself out because like I have Glenda coming with me and my sister Annie coming with me and then my mom and her boyfriend coming so if i team team. if i need like things to go with other people i can just put it in their bags and it should be fine um but i know the other like the masters have already left this area so i'll probably be one of the last people leaving this area (laughs) tomorrow night super exciting are you excited (laughs) I'm excited. Last week, oh my gosh, these past couple of weeks, I feel so bad for like Mike and Dustin because I've been in such a mood because like this, this is my weird process where I'm just like, I need to be in like the crit, like 
get all my crankiness and my negativity out of the way. And then, like, this week I've been so mellow, like, all right, it's <laughs> happening. People are like, what do you mean? Like, last week you were, like, crying and freaking out, and this week, and I was like, yeah, because if I was freaking out this week, then we have a problem. But I was like, let me just get it out of the way. You're getting in the zone. <laughs> and now I'm just like, well, I already paid for the trip. It's, I mean, it's not like I can take it back now. I'm going to go and do my best and, you know, do it to it. Lift, lift heavy things. <laughs> I'm excited, and I'm just like, oh, please don't disappoint everyone. <laughs> just focus on yourself. Don't worry about yeah. anybody else. That's like the the like hard part for me to compartmentalize, but I'm getting there. It's just like, all right, once tomorrow hits, I'm going to be like, I hate everyone. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Lock myself in my room after I land and do the weigh-in. And then we have a rules meeting at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. But, like, that's it. And then compete Saturday morning and then have a mini vacay for one day on Sunday. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait to hear and see you compete and to tell the stories next week. Like, Alana Casey posted about Nationals last year on the Lift Big, Eat Big blog, as I think where I saw it. And, like, her, she said her strategy at those competitions is, like, ask questions at the rules meeting that, like, right. intimidate other people. So, you know, <laughs> to, like, prepare yourself and have a comeback. <laughs> like, when I kick... Alana's ass in this event should I wait to do a happy dance for the down call or should I just go ahead and do that <laughs> like is dancing allowed on the floor like at all <laughs> like I'm just not, I, I think it's just like I'm not that person I don't feel the need like because my actions speak louder so I'm just like yeah whatever if you want to ask those scary questions go ahead but it's just kind of like all right if I know my judge I know that like people have my back like it's the hard part is like i think a lot of people forget like especially i need to stop saying like <laughs> when you're competing i think a lot of people forget that you need to know your judge and if you don't have good communication with your judge no matter what the sport is it's kind of going to make it more difficult for you as an athlete competing to get clarification on anything, whether it be up call, down call, good rep, no rep, et cetera. So like, I think I've, I've gotten used to like being very communicative with my judge being like, okay, this is what I'm going to think is a good or a no good. Like give me hand signals, dance around <laughs> like something so I can hear and see because in the middle of the moment, you're not thinking about the judge. You're thinking about the movement so it's kind of making those things go hand in hand at the same time. So I think that'll be nice to see and like to just at least get an intro to probably a good amount of the judges uh, the day before and so on and so forth. So that'd be nice. But yeah. Also, I'm kind I, was, of I was kidding. If Alana listens to this, we <laughs> think you're awesome. And the fact that know, you're competing strong. heavyweight at your weight, we're all just impressed by you. And the only thing we can do is um, <laughs> talk smack. So. That's all I got. Some little smack talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, while my cat cries insanely in the background, can you hear that? No. So part of the ever long saga of my life. Um, one of my cats died last week of an infectious disease that um, made his organs shut down. He was 12 years old, Sorry. but that totally sucked. <laughs> and then yesterday a contractor came to check out our electrical and because we're getting a hot tub for the Epic home gym and um, the contractor let out one of my cats, one of the two remaining cats, one of the bangles that we have. And, um, the other bangle is freaking out and like has spent the entire day just wandering around the house, crying, looking for him. So we open the windows in the hopes that he can hear her and like tries to come home. But yeah. Was this the same one that got out a couple of weeks ago? No, that was the one that was sick. He was hiding cause he was sick. And, um, yeah, he was an outdoor cat. This we just hadn't seen him in a few days. Turns out he was in the next door neighbor's yard, which is fine. But um, 
he was hiding because he was really sick. And when we made the appointment to see what's going on, they were like, oh, yeah, he's he's got a non-treatable problem. So um, now this cat is not an outdoor cat. He's actually quite not smart. And um, we've caught him on the roof before because he'll climb a tree and get stuck in the tree and then leap from the tree to the roof. And, um, so we've rescued him from the roof of the house two or three times and, um, oh my gosh, it's really annoying. If you can't hear that, it's so loud. I can can hear it now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we were hoping that he would, you know, climb a tree and jump onto the roof and we got the ladder out and looked for him and he's nowhere to be found. So anyway, apologies for the cat. I can't change that. Um, but, uh, we have quite a few questions that I wanted to try to get through of it. Oh, yeah. We can do that. You ready? We're good. Yeah, I'm totally ready. Meow. I'll just pretend like it's me. <laughs> okay. Ariel from Toronto, Canada. It's a very long question, and you're going to have to listen to a cat scream the whole time <laughs> that I'm reading it, so I cannot mute the mic while I'm reading. Hello, ladies. I would first like to start off by saying how much you ladies inspire me and, of course, make me giggle. Love it. I first heard that you were starting Strong Woman Radio through the Paleo View, which I listen to religiously. No, seriously, every Sunday morning, instead of going to church, I listen to the View. You three, and I'm including Sarah, are fantastic and have influenced and taught me so much. I'm writing in mainly because I want to just thank you guys for being awesome. Thank you. But a little about myself. I'm a 20-year-old athlete. I've been competitive for as long as I can remember. Growing up in high school, I was a top female athlete playing eight sports. Um, my main sport was track and field, particularly long jump. I was pretty competitive in it, winning provincials. I guess that's a Canada thing. Um, <laughs> two years in a row and being ranked top three in the nation. That's fantastic. That's awesome. But even at this level, I had the worst dietary habits. My days generally consisted of grilled cheese sandwiches, ketchup, and chocolate chip cookies, own granola bars, gummy bears, and peanut butter. No joke. I actually have a newspaper article Headline, Fitzgerald fueled by chocolate chip cookies and chocolate. <laughs> would be lucky if I ate an apple a month, um, yet, let, yet alone a day. Anyways, long story short, I was 16 at the time, and basically my body started shutting down and wilt away to basically nothing. I have always been a thin girl. It runs in the family, and at 5'4", 105 pounds, I ended up on bed rest when the scales hit 86 pounds. Heartbroken and confused as to what was going on, I decided to take responsibility for my own health since the doctors weren't doing anything for me and started back to feeling human and looking human again. Finally, getting a booty and some boobies. Haha, I know, but it's been a long time. (laughs) And have started to be able to train again for track and field, basically lifting heavy and sprinting. This year, I also plan to go to the Institute of Holistic Nutrition to continue my learning, though I know they're just going to tell me to eat whole grains and not red meat, but I'm not going to buy it. I hope to one day be able to inspire people and spread the word about paleo movement the same way you ladies have. And, oh, the same way you ladies have influenced me. I hope to be able to reach out to teenage girls and teach them the importance of diet and lifestyle before it gets too late that's awesome and ariel if you haven't seen it yet you should check out the paleo girl book is really good um came out earlier this year uh from that um mentality as well and i think we had her as a guest on the paleo view i'm not sure anyway okay so i work at whole foods and try to send you guys uh, family and friends discount because I think I listened to you enough that I could call you a friend. But all jokes aside, <laughs> I couldn't figure out your address. Um, so many questions. But one that I always wonder is, how do you know if you're eating too much? When trying to gain weight, I just ate all the time until I was so full I couldn't move. And, it, and the moment I wasn't full, I would eat again. Now that I'm at a better weight, I am terrified to lose weight and still holding on to my having to eat all the time. Every time I eat until every time I eat, I eat until I am unbearably full. For example, my dinner tonight was two chicken breasts with tomato sauce, avocado, spinach, alongside sweet potato, butter, and green beans. Then I had to have dessert, which was two figs and homemade dark chocolate. Should I continue just keep eating till I'm full because my body needs it, or do you think my hormones are all messed up? Uh, so I'm going to read her second question because I think we can answer it 
collectively. So my second question is, I have to have dessert every night. And I mean, they're always paleo-friendly desserts, but I still always want them. I never know if I should try and break the habit. And if you think I should, how do you suggest I do? It was really long and intense. (laughs) I don't know if I... Well, see, I've never had this problem, so I don't know if I can address it, really. But I know the people that... Um, I know that are trying to maintain weight, but don't want to always feel full and have to eat all the time have added versus having food all the time added like a clean protein shake as a replacement for like filler, I guess, in between meals or like a snack or whatever, um, or adding in more carbs just to make you just to gain that weight, like that carb backloading you were doing. Now, I don't know how that nonsense works because I am not a diet-centric person. Like, if you saw what I ate, you'd be like, Vivian, get real with your life. (laughs) Stop doing that. Or I also don't eat enough as an athlete myself, so I'm probably not the best person to ask this question. But you, my friend. Sure. (laughs) So I am not a nutritionist or doctor or medical professional. I cannot and will not give uh, advice to that degree. But from what I'm reading and what I can tell from her health history, I would think that she's actually not absorbing what she's eating if she's hungry all the time and craving sweets. So um, we have a really good episode of the Paleo View with the Coltons. Um, And even if you're not paleo, I would recommend that you listen to that podcast because they aren't paleo, but they focus on micronutrient um, basically absorption and how certain foods interact with other foods and um, how your body indicates to you when you are micronutrient deficient. And um, a lot of people who crave sweet things have micronutrient deficiencies. So um, what I try to do when I'm feeling that way is um, either take a magnesium supplement or eat foods that are higher in magnesium because I find that I personally... um, respond well to an increase in magnesium if I'm craving sweets a lot. I also had to start taking supplements for digestive support because part of what was happening was my, because I don't have a gallbladder, my body wasn't digesting the foods that I was giving it properly. So even though I was eating super healthy and, you know, all this nutrient rich food, if my body wasn't absorbing those nutrients, it did me no good to eat them. And then my body was basically telling itself, you need more nutrients, eat more food, eat more food. And so it was telling me I was hungry and I should eat even though I had eaten plenty of calories and that's mostly why I got really obese to begin with because I had celiac disease and no gallbladder and my body had absolutely no way to know that it wasn't properly absorbing the foods that it was eating so um, that said if you're no longer trying to gain weight what I would do is eat until I'm satiated I mean that I don't count calories and I try to pace my macros around when I work out or in the evenings just because it helps with hormone regulation, especially with women to eat your carbohydrates later in the day. Um, But other than that, like I don't, I don't count calories and my weight stays stagnant. And I think for a lot of people, that's the case. You know, if you're healthy and your body's absorbing the nutrients that it needs to be absorbing, um, and, you know, your digestion is good and you're eating the right kind of foods, then your body is naturally going to tell you when it's had enough of something. I mean, you know, if you just like randomly are one of those people, you're like, oh man, I need a banana right now. That's usually your body's way of saying that it wants potassium because bananas are rich in potassium. So that will only happen if your body is, you know, in a healthy, optimal state that it can, you know, give you those cues. So I would say focus on getting to that healthy state. It sounds like you were in an unhealthy state for a really long time. So it'll take a while to get there. But that, especially if you're in, in, if you're an athlete, like I just, I don't, I don't like the idea if you're not trying to gain like of eating until you're uncomfortable, that doesn't seem natural to me. So I can understand if, you know, when you had gotten to an unhealthy low weight, if now you're happy with your weight and where you are, um, then eating until you're food until you're full, but not you know unbearably full is the word you used. Then that would be my recommendation. 
Sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really don't eat all that often, so I'm, like, terrible at this kind of stuff. <laughs> I know. We talked before. Viv's not paleo, so, I mean, the paleo-specific questions are, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, really, I usually just eat when I'm hungry, and if I'm not hungry, I don't eat, so... I'm like a terrible athlete in that sense. Like all the coaches hate me. <laughs> They're just like, what do you mean you're not doing your protein shake? And I was like, I, I don't know. I'm not doing it unless I'm competing usually. So <laughs> my body doesn't get used to all that kind of nonsense. If I'm competing, my body needs it because I, I'm definitely not eating that day. So. <laughs> okay. So I forwarded you this message <laughs> of this question and my exact words were favorite question award. So Kathy from Austin, Texas, high five. You win favorite question. Oh yeah. The best question. I was just like, yes. (laughs) Fun. (laughs) Okay. First of all, this is how she starts it out. Hey, strong woman. Love the podcast. Stacy, have you tried Kegels? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I love it when people can make fun at me making fun because you would be shocked to see what people send us over the internet. (laughs) It's like, it's they, they, they lose the barrier of appropriateness. It's just beyond. So thanks for poking fun. I'm glad we can all laugh about it. Um, So Kathy says, I've enjoyed your conversations about workout clothes. How about chatting about everyday attire for strong women? Stacey, I know you have a proper day job. I'm going to use proper as quotation marks. Um, (laughs) And great style. Well, isn't that nice? (laughs) I don't know. You have good style. Because I don't know what the hell I walk around in every day. Oh my gosh. I see your selfies (laughs) of you like in the elevator. I'm like, I never wear heels. Well, first of all, I have a standing desk. So I've actually switched everything to flats on purpose. But um, I see you looking all fancy in your heels and I'm like oh I do not try that hard so um we'll get to how I dress in those were like athletic jegging <laughs> exactly you you make them look good with those heels <laughs> all right so Kathy wants to know what do you wear to work do you have some favorite pieces and brands that you recommend for women with muscle booty what are some of your go-to looks I tend to find that I wear a lot of stretchy pencil skirts because they're the closest I can get to gym wear in the office but beyond that I lack inspiration also, do you wear barefootish style shoes at work? And while I'm at it, what deodorant and mascara do you use while working out? Um, okay, so let's start with what do we wear to work? I'm like, I'm so like simple. Well, in the summer and spring, I wear as many dresses as humanly possible because I think it feels like a giant t-shirt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm maxi dress, summer dress, whatever kind of dress I can put a cardigan over, I wear it to work. Um, <clears throat> aside from that, I guess during the winter and stuff, I will wear slacks or I'll even wear leggings with like a, a dress on top of the leggings. Yep. I just throw on and tights boot. and a boot <laughs> yeah. underneath it. So it's basically the exact same wardrobe. It just, now you're adding a cardigan, tights and boots. Leggings, yeah. <laughs> tights and leggings. Um, my work pants, I, I do okay with express work pants if I can get like the size, cause it's kind of hard to get a size like 14, anything, um, anywhere that fits right when your legs are thicker and then your butt and waist just fit at 14. So it's like funny with pants. Like I try to go stretchy all the way. If I could wear yoga pants to work every day, I probably would, but that's not a thing. I do wear my athletic jeggings to work. <laughs> and everyone's just like, all right, Vivian. So the only pants, opinion. the only pants that I still wear are Palazzo pants. And I rock some Palazzo pants. Like, I know that you might think that they're for 80-year-old ladies. No, but, but they're a thing now. They're they are. I'm telling thing. you what. It is they're like wearing back. your pajamas to work. And um, that's so the only thing that's comfortable for me. Like, man, maybe I should get a 15 Groupons for Palazzo pants. <laughs> I refuse to get my clothes altered. So just little known fact about Stacy, I don't buy things that need to be dry cleaned and I don't buy things that need to be altered. Like I just I don't know. I, I have this thing in my head like my clothes well, belong like in my too house. Much, like yeah. craziness for clothing. Like I've altered clothes I already had for like years and then when I lost weight, I fixed them because I like them so much. But other than that I'm just like nope because I'm not gonna buy another three hundred dollar leather jacket. I'm just gonna fix it. <laughs> 
Yeah. So for me, I um, and blazers are like the, my worst enemy right now. No, no, no. There's no blazers. There's no button-up shirts. There's no. no. I haven't worn a button-up shirt since like orchestra in like middle school. <laughs> so I used to be able to. I would get that pull thing at the chest from having a big, bigger upper back and right. chest, but. Um, at least I could button it now. Like I can't even get it over my arms. I know, and then, now I'm like wearing like XL or double XL just to get my shoulders into it. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh, and then, and it, then it looks like pen. a potato sack by the time okay. you get it to fit your shoulders. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I have completely given up on the idea of like wearing a button up shirt. What I have found that I really, really love is cotton with spandex in it or like polyester with spandex in it or spandex. <laughs> so oh, I'm basic- <laughs> basically wearing workout clothes to you work. Clothes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I highly recommend and what's worked really well for me is this service called Gwinny B and we can put a link in the show notes. Um, I have a bit.ly. So if you do bit.ly backslash g-w-e-n-n-i-e-b-e-e is what I think it is. Um, You and I will both get credit for joining the service, but it is for women sizes. I think it's like 10 to 32 and it's basically like stitch fix, but for bigger girls. And I have found that service to be immensely helpful in understanding what fits and what flatters and what brands work really well for me. So I have found that there's this particular brand, Karen Kane, that makes dresses in like this heavy, flowy, almost spandexy cotton. And like, I want to wear that a hundred percent of the time. Every time they've sent me that stuff, I keep it. Um, just in general, when I'm standing at my desk, when I'm, you know, walking all around the office or whatever, like I find that if I'm wearing pants, like I've taken to not wearing jeans on Jean Friday anymore because I just think that they're less comfortable than the palazzo pants and the cotton dresses that I wear during the rest of the day. So, um, I, (laughs) you went, I've rubbed whole, like it's starting to cool down here. So I've like, you know, starting to try to break in my jeans that have not been worn since like February. So so I'm starting to try to break them in and I'm like, I've rubbed holes in all of my jeans and jeggings. And I was like, it's time to probably find new jeans and jeggings. Yeah. So Viv and I both love and endorse (laughs) Athleta for like jegging kind of clothes. I absolutely love their skirted, um, Capri (laughs) legging kind of things. They make one that looks like a jean skirt, like a regular skirt. And then they also make like an athletic line. And I basically have one of those in every color and style. And that's all that I wear when I'm not at work. And then when I am at work, I usually like four out of five days will wear dresses or skirts with some sort of comfy, flowy top, cotton, whatever, um, something that doesn't need to be dry cleaned and something that um, has a little bit of stretch to it to to allow for my broad shoulders to move around. And then when I'm at home or on the weekends, I'm wearing Athleta like 100% of the time. I'm, I only wear Athleta on nights and weekends. And it's not a cheap brand, but oh, no. <laughs> I, I love their return policy. Like I've taken things back after six months and they haven't asked any questions. Like they've replaced things for me. Even when I got like a stone hole in my pants, they didn't even ask like what caused it. They were like, oh, sure, no problem. Um, And they also have really good sales at end of season. So, you know, if you wait, if you sign up on their website for like Like notification, they have a lot of purple capris. (laughs) I think I need purple. Yeah. And you can go into their stores if you have a store near you and they always have a clearance rack. So like, you know, don't be afraid to not buy the in season clothes because they're all like timeless and they're basically all the exact same they just come out like a little bit color yeah variation of like patterns and prints and stuff like that so um that is totally what I wear my go-to looks I'll tell you my secret to being 
fashionable, like I'm obviously fooling everybody, so it's working, <laughs> is I really love jewelry and accessories. So like I'm the worst at that. Scarves and earrings and rings and necklaces. Like I dress up a plain cotton dress with a scarf and big chunky earrings and all of a sudden it's fashionable. So that is what I invest in is like accessories that are going to always fit me and that I can wear with a variety of different things. Yeah, and I play with my makeup. So like if I'm so like if I play up my makeup, I'm like this is my dressed up look. Yeah, Viv's Viv's eyeshadow usually matches her clothes. It's pretty awesome. So speaking of makeup, one of her questions was oh, right. um Good what deodorant and mascara do we use when we're working out? I use Benefits, what is it? Oh, they're real. I think that's what I use. Um let me look. I'd use the same thing that she mentions, which is Tarte Amazonian Clay, but I also use the primer underneath it. And I find that it very rarely runs. Like, very, you've seen me. uh, When I work out, I always have a face full of makeup and I don't have a problem with it. Um, We'll put a link to that in the show notes. Again, if you buy it from there, we get a small percentage of your purchase, which we appreciate to maintain the blog and podcast costs. and they also have it in store at Sephora, so you can check it out. And Sephora actually has a good return policy, just like Amazon. If you buy the mascara or any product there, you can return it even after it's opened and used. So nice. the deodorant while you're looking for your mascara that I use is called La Vanille. Um, it's spelled vanilla, but it's pronounced vanille. And um, that is not cheap either, but it's the only brand that I found that actually keeps most of the stank away, um, without making me feel like a dirty hippie. So I'm willing, I'm willing to spend the extra money. I feel like I use like the dirty hippie one. I'm just like, and then I I use it for like a month and I'm like, I cannot stand myself. And then I switch back to like a degree or something. So I might need to switch to your deodorant. (laughs) That might be a thing. But, like, I'm still testing it out. It's just, like, it's it's whatever you feel comfortable. Like, some people, they don't mind being in the gym, stanking it up. Do what you do. But me, I'm just, like... I, I can't even out. deal with myself. Like, sometimes... Oh, I know. Sometimes you're just, like... I'm, like, no, I can't do pull-ups now. today because I do not want my face in my pits. <laughs> All right. Are we ready but for I, some of her other questions? A deodorant that I can throw into my gym bag just in case. For I actually, so La Vanille <laughs> makes like this mini deodorant, like it's like travel sized mm-hmm. and I keep one of those in my gym bags and I usually put it on again right before I work out. So that's my tip with like natural deodorant. Don't put it on in the morning and then work out at six o'clock and think it's still going to last. Like you got to put on another layer before you work out. Look at that. My publisher's calling because he's the guy that cries wolf. Hold on, Arish. I got 28 more minutes. Okay. He's the best. He really is. I just, I'm ready for a break. Okay. So some of the other things she asked. Okay. Do you wear barefootish style shoes to work? I know Viv doesn't. (laughs) I wear heels. I have, but I do have sandals or like I don't wear shoes at my desk. Period. Like, if you walked into my office, you've seen me walk across my office with no shoes on. (laughs) So I stand at my desk, and originally I was, like, really embarrassed about being barefoot at my desk. And so, you know, I'd still wear heels, and then I'd, like, take them off, and then i get embarrassed about being barefoot when people would come in to, like, talk to me. And I'd be like, oh, I can't walk to see them because I have no shoes on my feet so then I put like flip-flops under my desk so I could slip them on when people came in and then I just realized it was all ridiculous and I was tired of dealing with it so I switched over almost all of my work shoes to being complete flats um I find that ones that are kind of ballerina slippers that have a little bit of stretch to them are really comfortable like not the super flat kind but when you look at them when they curl up like a c yeah those are my favorites so um my favorite brand of flats and, like, any really shoe is, like, Me Too's. They're so comfortable. Mm. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, I have heels in them, but I do have flats, and they're usually Me Too's or, like, painted Toms because I am extra lazy. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have an addiction to shoes, um, and so my favorites are not cheap, and I get them at Nordstrom Rack usually. But I would just say any 
any ballerina type slippers that are shaped like a C are going to be comfortable. Um, and I have a few pair of like slight wedge heels, open toed that are easy for me to like slip on and off at my desk if I want to be a little more fancy. And that's what I stick with. I think we beat this question to a pulp. Are you ready you for so? another one? Yeah, I'm totally ready. Okay. Let's do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. Nacha from Ontario, from Toronto. Um, wow, we are like more international than regular not international on the show lately. True. Um, she's got good bodybuilding, powerlifting, barbell training, kettlebell numbers. Good on ya. She like gave us all this information. Pretty awesome. Um, she says she's sort of paleo, occasionally eats rice and sprouted lentils, lots of meat because her body loves it. Organ meats and vegetables, high five, seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Lucky. Badass. <laughs> Good on ya. She's training three times a week, drinking a ton of water. Um, okay, so she wants to know about spinal integrity and scoliosis with lifting. So again, we're not doctors and please don't interpret our responses as such because we're not medical professionals she says interesting podcast keep it up um she recommends that we talk about dating versus lifting too like how to change our prospects i'm not sure if, <laughs> i'm not sure if both I'm of you the good person to talk exactly about i'm not sure if both of you are single years <laughs> yeah I'm not sure if both of you are single, but this is a topic concern for many of us. We might need to get a guest on for that because I've been married for almost 13 years and Viv is very Me much single. And Nikki are both single. Yeah. So we'll have to maybe bring on a guest. Application soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She says, I am strictly an endomorph female with muscles on me and I'm frustrated with my strength level levels since many women my size could at least deadlift twice their body weight. I cannot deadlift twice my body weight for what that's worth. <laughs> um, huh? I'm close. But yeah, you, but you've been yeah. lifting for a really long time and you're like close. Yeah. Not, it's not like an easy thing that you're doing. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Last year I hit a wall with only a 155 pound squat until I realized that I was really crooked, really crooked. And it came from my spine and that there was no way that I could be the strongest possible if I stayed crooked. So four chiropractors later, and I am much straighter now. So my right shoulder isn't two inches above the other. And my lists have improved dramatically, even though I haven't been training in the strength um, rep range. I really want to get into strongman, but I've been weary since I've heard that a lot of sports injuries happen due to the unevenness in the body. What's your advice on people getting into strongman if they have scoliosis? I can barely pick up 250 pounds from the ground, and while I'm doing 300 pounds AMRAP in a minute is scary, but I want to do it. Okay. I think on top of, like, her spinal alignment, she should consider mobility in her spine, hips, all that kind of stuff, too, because that does incorporate, like, your muscles are what's pulling your bones into crazy places, and it's kind of holding you all together. So consider, like, fascia-releasing type stuff, I think, would be a good thing. <laughs> so... Like you and I have done a Rosti, and I think that is huge, has helped me hugely improve my balance and overall just my body. In fact, I went to a Rossi this week just to get touched up before a competition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so weird to say, but it's true. And just like general mobility, I think people forget that, yes, your spine is all crazy and whatever. But like if you don't do the mobility to support all the things that your chiropractor is doing, you'll lose it. So I 100 totally percent agree. And I would say this is also why we talk a lot about accessory work and why we talked about how we still do core work. Um, I personally have scoliosis or had scoliosis or whatever. Um, I got treated for it when I was a teen and um, I still definitely am not, you know, perfectly aligned, but I would say that my posture and my general, um, muscle support on the integrity of my bones has been drastically improved by strength training. So I think maybe the, the concern that she has is this idea that strong men just like 
run into a room, beat their chest and try to pick up a 500 pound <laughs> concrete stone. But for, some do. I mean, but for most of us, <laughs> that's not, of us, it's, that's it's, not how we train. That's not, that's not how you're going to succeed in the sport. I'll at least put it that way. So, you know, Viv and I have described many times before that our workout looks a lot like a CrossFit workout or an Oli workout where or we're like really lifters workout. Yeah. We're really focusing on core strength or like general strength building. We do mobility first and then we do, um, a, a really strength based, um, maybe a couple of hours, even sometimes like a, a really long strength workout. And then we do something, um, accessory wise that incorporates some, some cardio for us. So, you know, that is where I think people need to get it into their head. We're not just walking into the gym and being like, all right, let's try to PR a deadlift again. Like we're, you know, not PRing every week. We're doing a bunch of different activities with multiple reps and, you know, we've got a training program and we follow it in order to really be smart about training. And I would say any sport that you're doing, you need to do that. So just because you moved to strongman doesn't mean that you stop doing those things. Um, if you're concerned about your own back strength, then, you know, do what you can in a higher amount of reps until you feel comfortable with your strength progress and then do something else. I mean, I, I am by no means an, an expert. And I don't want to tell you what to do, but if you're, you know, back squatting, let's say you've, you've said you made a significant improvement after 150 pounds. And so now let's say you're at 185 or 200 pounds back squat. Like that's, that's significant weight and you shouldn't feel badly about that. So, Oh, I forgot she provided it. She's 175 for two on back squats and deadlifting 240. Like those are, those are good numbers. Like feel good about that. Don't feel like your body's failing you. Like it's all about how you perceive yourself and what you're trying to get out of it. And so and maybe don't compare just compare yourself to other people. Yeah. That, what is that comparison is the, the, the thief of joy, thief of joy and it's not worth it. No. I mean, like you are your best athlete when you're in the gym. So if you're feeling crappy that day, then you have to tell yourself, this is going to be a good workout, vice versa, whatever the case may be. So there is that mental component too to the and, whole training thing. <laughs> and two, if you look at it like this is helping me be a stronger, more healthier person because I have health issues, which is how I originally started looking at the sport for myself um, and still do, but I obviously have bigger goals than that at this point. But um, I think if you kind of change your mentality and your mindset about what you want out of it um, or why you're doing it, it might help you appreciate it and be less scared of it too. Like, okay, I'm doing this as part of, you know, physical therapy for a condition that I have, because really it, it is, this is, you know, a lot of the things that we do, especially accessory work are exactly physical therapy for, you know, condition that you might have. And not just, you know, scoliosis, we hear about people with like, shoulder injuries because yeah because they were you know doing too many bench presses and then you know going too far or doing too many kipping pull-ups before getting a strict pull-up etc etc yeah so all that kind of stuff is going to need you know significant mobility and physical therapy to get you back to being healthy and you know no matter if if you're an olympic lifter or crossfitter or strongman or or something else you know those those fundamental movements and and building in a program that actually addresses you know building the integrity of your muscular and skeletal systems is really important i used big words look at that science Boom. Drop, drop in knowledge. We are making good headway through these questions. Viv, you ready for another one? Yep, I'm good. Let's roll. Okay, this is just a comment. Um, John Davidson, boy number three of the show. By the way, I met I met a man who listens to our podcast at a book signing really? last weekend. Jason, Jason listens to our podcast. Hi, Jason. Shout out. So what are we up to like four or five if we include Matt, right? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So (laughs) this is so funny. I can't wait to read this question to you. So he says, um, just that I would make a comment. My gym clothes were smelling pretty bad. And a trainer told me about wind detergent for sport apparel. This is in regards to a question that we had on on the previous podcast about smelly clothes. Um, (laughs) 
made a big difference. Um, so then he gave a link. We can put a link in the show notes. It's called Wind Detergent um, for sports apparel. But he says, under the any other details or background, he says, yes, I'm male. <laughs> <laughs> High five, John. Thanks, Thanks. Pip. Thanks for the info. All right. Last one. Are you ready? Yes, I am prepared. All right. It's kind of a biggie. Oh, Okay. Well, we have like 15 minutes to answer, so. (laughs) It might take me that long to read through it. We'll see. (laughs) And I'm hoping it's either Agna or Anne from the Netherlands. So what up international represent? Hello. So she started CrossFit a month ago and she's doing yoga and meditating every day. I really wish I had time for all that. Um, What's it like to meditate and like have a quiet mind? It would be awesome. That's what it would be like. I'm not even able to sleep lately, let alone meditate. So I'm going to get there, though. I'm getting it all under control once the book is off to print. I'm so excited about getting my life back in order. So One day. <laughs> yes. Um, so she kind of gives a background. She was on Adkins, low-carb, paleo-ish, um, and uh, ha- she's the average height and weight from what I'm estimating um she says that she's still 20 pounds over eight uh weight but i don't take i see yeah me and the scale aren't friends so i can't <laughs> say that <laughs> i don't talk to the scale as often i go to the doctor and the scale talks to me but that's pretty much it <laughs> okay so she says i'm not sure did you answer it already or not but how do you deal with your blue spots slash bruises after lifting As I said, I started CrossFit slash lifting weights just a month ago. My box lifts cleans and presses or snatches, etc. So I constantly bruise my collarbone and my boobs are all blue. Because if I'm not quick enough to go down while lifting it to the collarbone, I just park the barbells on my boobs. (laughs) Oh, we haven't done that before, Viv. Well, that's not true. I totally have. (laughs) No, I was being sarcastic. We've totally done that. That's like... That's um that's like a thing that's well it's, it's a thing especially with continental clean yeah it's got a special name in strongman it's called a continental clean <laughs> okay so and and women actually once you get it over the humps then you have an bit an advantage but yeah so basically I get a lot of questions from my husband and a lot of dirty looks because I walk constantly in blue around my collarbone to the point where I'm <laughs> um trying to hide it behind scarves or. Um, not wearing something with cleavage. I also noticed that I strain a lot, um, pedache all over my face, especially around my eyes and forehead. I don't know what that is. Is it when you're like, I guess it would be broken blood vessels. Um, it goes away after a few days, but since I do it every other day, it's not much time to heal in between the wads or lifting sessions. Do you have any tips on how to heal bruises quicker, some natural ointments and how to avoid pedache by the way you rock you're awesome keep doing all the amazing things that you do thanks we try our best (laughs) so okay the reason as to why you're having those bruises is not that you're getting under the bar too slowly it's that your elbows are too slow so whip those elbows around the bar faster and and you want the bar to land on your shoulders. You might still bruise there. It depends on how easily you bruise or not. But once they start landing on your shoulders, your collarbones will be your friends again. And it's totally okay <laughs> to go lighter weight and work on your form because yeah, you would much rather <laughs> you would much rather get the form right now and then have it for a lifetime so that you can do heavy weight properly later on than start bad habits. Because I'll tell you what, I wish that I had properly cleaned and pressed when I was starting CrossFit. Instead, I breaking some really bad habits now yeah and for bruising i use arnica gel yeah tropical tradition sells a massage oil that i love that's arnica based too yeah and i use that and uh, i hear it's what the strippers use for their bruising (laughs) so that's what i use for bruising but most of the time i just it's just kind of once, because I've been doing this for so long, people just assume the bruising's not from somebody beating me in the face. <laughs> I don't really get bruising from clean and press or snatch or anything like that. Maybe yeah, occasionally, but- like I think once you learn to catch it properly on mm-hmm. your chest, you won't get those. Um, you yeah, you're right. Those, it's those. More- 
bruises anymore. Where we get bruises is when we do crazy things like stones and kegs and things that are like uncomfortable and, and not shaped for our body properly. And then there's strongman bruises, which are just different from, but from clean and press, um, I would, I would really, really focus on form. Form, yeah. I would also I avoid a lot of those things just by probably learning how to snap your elbows around the bar. And this is really funny. The way I teach this to a lot of women, especially because we're fierce on the inside and even, you know, on the outside. But whatever. I, I imagine, like, if you have a small... I almost just sang some Katy Perry roar for you right there. <laughs> if you have, like, a small animal you love dearly... Or a small human, you know, like your child or something. Pretend they're being attacked and all you have is your elbows and you have to punch them around the bar. That usually gets people's elbows moving very, very fast So because they're just like, oh, I'm so mad. So, But I channel my inner anger and then I smile about it. There's so many good YouTube videos, too, to like check out of all the Olympic weightlifters who do it professionally so you can see how fast they do it and then have someone record you so you can see, you know, where you're going wrong. What we see classically in the gym, especially for women when they've got that elbow problem, is you're going too far around your boobs. Instead of shrugging your shoulders up and kind of pulling the bar straight up, you're going kind of around around your boobs, which makes it so much harder to pull that in quickly. Mm -hmm. So when you're, when you're working, you're clean. I would suggest talking to your coach about maybe working some, what do they call those compound movements where you do like the, the hang and then you shrug and what are those called? It's like all like Olympic lifting drills, basically where it's like the hang, the hang clean, the hang clean pull. Yeah. Scarecrow. And you just drill that. Um, the Bergner warm-up. If you looked at Bergner warm-up, I don't know how it's spell Bergner. But, and yeah. you can even do that. Like when I did those drills trying to you know, clean up my clean a bit, I did them with um, a pipe, like a PVC, like a PVC mm-hmm. pipe. So you know, I'm perfectly capable of lifting way more than that. But when, it, when you're working on form, you're not working on loading up the bar. You're really focused on you know, practicing that form for a really long time. So that would be my biggest suggestion. Yeah, and if you can do like a very complex movement. And I tell this to people all the time. If you can make a clean on a PVC look beautiful, you can make a clean on a barbell look better because it's almost harder to do totally the movement without any weight on it to fake the weight and just get the movement than it is to do it when you have weight because you're forced to use your body. I remember I was doing drills <laughs> for a while. Like I felt like that's all I was doing for several weeks between um, a regular clean and a continental clean. Cause I had to do them in a contest. I had to go from like one to the next, um, speed style. And my brain could not like do the regular clean and then continental. Like it just, it was not flipping a switch. And I did drills over and over and over again of like regular continental, regular continental, regular continental. And finally it just was like, it clicked. And on a PVC. And when I touched that barbell, it went up so fast and so naturally because I had built that muscle memory. So the other thing that I just want to touch on with bruising is that, you know, it's not normal to bruise a lot. Like I am a totally very fair skinned person and I don't bruise that much when I do, um, strongman or even when I was crossfitting, like there are some things that would make me bruise, like the log press just really, really bruises me up. Or if we do continental cleans, I can pretty much guarantee that I'm going to get a mark on my belly. But that's, those are things that I can like physically look at and say, okay, the bar just pinched the skin of my belly and that's where the bruise came from. Or my arm is, is digging into a place in the, the log that we had at the gym. It was like particularly didn't have cutouts for the arms and everybody who used it got bruises. But if you find that you're bruising more than you think you should be, and it sounds like you are, you're, you're saying you like never wear shirts with cleavage because of all these bruises. That doesn't seem normal to me. So I would say you might want to talk to a doctor about getting your iron levels tested or just your, your physical blood work in general to make sure that you don't have any severe deficiencies like vitamin D or iron or something like that. Because, Um, 
we can talk about this specifically as a topic for its own show, but micronutrient deficiencies lead to a lot of problems in the gym, such as bruising and such as delayed onset muscle soreness. Because if your body doesn't have the nutrients that it needs to replenish the glycogen, but also nourish itself as it's doing that and reheal those muscles that have been literally broken by you as it rebuilds itself, then it's not going to be able to do that efficiently. And it's going to take nutrients from other places or it's going to affect you in other ways. So if you're feeling anemic, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're seeing a lot of bruises, those are signs of, of low iron and, you know, um, Sometimes just eating more meat isn't going to work. You could be intolerant to a food that's preventing you from absorbing the nutrients of what you are eating, um, all that kind of stuff. So it could be a lot more complicated than just, you know, you need to work on your form. We're not watching a video of you. We can both assume that that's what it is because you've only been doing CrossFit a month. Um, and that's a very, very common problem with females. But I would also say if you feel like you're, you know, bruising more than you really should be, I would definitely personally look into what... Um, could be going on in terms of your health and your blood work. I totally agree. I don't know all the science stuff. <laughs> I'm terrible. Sweet. Well, you knew about the clean thing. Yeah. That's that's just from watching people for like ever. Like, <laughs> that's that's what we're all about here. I feel like we've mistake like. Oh, you're going to hit your collarbones. And I used to call them barbell kisses. And I was like, these are not fun. No. But I feel like we actually answered some strong women radio questions today. Like, you know, telling Shit. people, telling people how to clean, telling people what clothes to wear. These are the important things in life. Hey, it's what I'm talking. Like, let's be real. Today, my like biggest concern, as even though I haven't packed or anything yet, is what am I going to paint my nails? <laughs> so I was worried for you. I was like all going to chime in, like this is what I think, and then I just went with gold. <laughs> I think I'm going to do gold with the design of some sort. For sure, I can't wait to see it. You know, because I, I was like, maybe I should get my nails done. I was like, one, I don't have time. Two. I, if I don't do my own nails, I'm going to be like up all night because and running around and antsy. So I'll just do them myself because then it forces me no, to sit me. still for a calm really long down. time. Sweet. <laughs> well, I cannot wait to see everything. Can you please tell Glenda I know, and your sister like, and your mom to like tag me in their posts so that I don't miss things that are happening? I know. I, I think I'm going to see if Glenda can do like a Google Hangout or something because I don't know how else I'm going to do this. Or like I'm giving her my phone and all my passwords and stuff so she can post things because I'm going to be too busy, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Nova's going to post some things that day, too. So we'll see. Awesome. And Mike's going to be there, so I'm sure Mike will post things. Awesome. Well. We're all very excited for you, and we can't wait to hear all about it. Um, I know you're going to do awesome, but no pressure. This is your first nationals. Like, just going is exciting, you know? You're just like, let's be real, Vivian. You started in March. Like, this is just an accomplishment that you made. No. No, you are going to do so awesome. But what I'm saying is, is that even if, you know... When you're doing awesome, if you do less awesome than other people, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got this pep talk and I was just like, it'll be good. So long as I have fun, I keep on smiling because then like, it's my weird thing about competitions. Always smile because you never know when a picture is going to happen. <laughs> Which is the opposite of me. I walk around like, you know, total grump. Oh my gosh. I like photobomb as many pictures as possible. Like that's my, because otherwise it's just like, all right, poor people. There were people that were at the competition that like came up to my mom cause they recognized her and were like, I love your daughter. I follow her on all social media. And mom's like, you should talk to her. And they're like, no, <laughs> like, evidently I put out the don't effing talk to me vibe. So well, I mean, when you're competing, yeah. I am not smiling. I am not like friendly when I am doing that stuff. Unlike you. So the two of us together when we're at an event are like, it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. kind of funny. Like I'm dancing around or I'll sing or whatever the songs on the, like literally I'll do all that kind of stuff. And Stacey's just like, no. We're serious. <laughs> yeah, no, like, stop. Stop being friendly with people. You're about to kick their asses. But it hurts more. <laughs> That's true. It totally, it was killing me when you were beating me in the contest and you were not, like, you know, 
a bitch. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it makes me hate her even more. <laughs> Kill him with kindness. Isn't that what they say? That's what they say. That's why I'm saying you got to have something prepared for when, you know, <laughs> bitch mode is laid down at nationals and you've got a friendly I love everybody line prepared. Maybe I should start making friendship braces for Oh, my God. <laughs> I would I would pay cash money for that. Like I will fund your friendship bracelet project. I will personally be like I be wonder how many girls there are this the week. investor in that. Be, I have some thread at home. I'm like, I'm gonna braid everyone a friendship bracelet. I would I would pay so much money to see the look on everybody's face and you're like, I'm so excited. Everybody, this is my friendship bracelet. <laughs> Let's be BFFs forever. (laughs) That's just really intense. I just imagined in my head right there. All right, cool. So I, I'll, we're going to definitely recap national. So we'll be back next week and, um, make sure that when you listen to this, that you follow Viv on Instagram as at Miss V fit. And, um, we're also going to post stuff. Uh, probably my Facebook, but I don't know. But that's... people aren't like friends with you on no. Facebook, so no. But probably on Twitter. Okay, Miss and you're Miss Vfed on Twitter, right? Yep. Yeah. Happy Sweet. Week. Cool. Well, good luck. We wish you the best, and Yay. we can't wait to hear all about it when you get back. <laughs> I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> Stay strong, everybody. Lift heavy things and make friends. <laughs> <laughs> With awkward bracelets. With awkward bracelets. Taco taco.